the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back, and thank you for listening. And Richard, thank you for the email. Uh, we were talking about House Bill 68, and Richard says, uh, and whether Governor Twine is going to sign it. Richard says, perhaps uh, the governor could get some information from former Governor Richard Celeste. He's all in on the movement, it seems. Saw him promoting a book not long ago at the Columbus Metropolitan Club, bragging about his open-mindedness. Isn't it crazy that we uh, allow... The unproven science and evidence in other countries that says, hey, this is dangerous for kids. <laughs> we equate that with open-mindedness now in America and maybe even in Ohio. Uh, so thanks for that comment, Richard. Hey, I want to bring him right in. Um, he is Adam Hewitt. He has uh, almost 20 years of experience in politics here in the Buckeye State as well as in Washington, D.C., where the swamp is. And he could probably point out some of the swamp creatures, and we may talk about that in just a moment. But Adam Hewitt, welcome back. How are you today, sir? Hey, Jack. Doing well. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, By the way, you're a football fan. I got to tell you, I set off some alarm bells real quick. Uh, I just said that the Chiefs, there must be a problem in the locker room. Mahomes is coming unglued. Travis Kelsey's coming unglued. And I said something about Taylor Swift and Swifty Nations after me, man. Uh, they're they're upset. Well, you know, a lot of times when you're rocking about things, they come after you. So you might be onto something. <laughs> Touche. Hey, um, so <clears throat> let's uh, let's talk about something here. Right? Um, you sent me an article, and I read it. And the title is "Surgeon Says." Toxic DEI in medicine has led to erosion of quality care, and it's dangerous to our patients. And I got to tell you, it it put me back into uh, the mindset of a a nurse here in Ohio. His name is uh, Cleet Weigel. He was uh, talking with me, gosh, several months ago, and he had an issue with some of the diversity, equity, and inclusion policies that were rolled out in the healthcare system where he worked. And he said, look – these things that you're talking about, uh, microaggressions, implicit bias, white privilege, you think that that is lowering the standard of care that we're delivering to patients. And he said, you're not lo- – and when you do that, it's like you know, you're focused over here and the reality is over here. There are these comorbidities. There are these situations. There are these environmental factors or contagions and we're not treating that. We're focused on this subjective garbage, and now the American College of Surgeons is saying um, America's surgeons are not woke enough. (laughs) What do you make of this, man? Yeah, I think it's crazy, and if you think about it, I don't even know what this woke enough is supposed to mean or what this woke stuff's all about, but – I mean, it's like the left and under the guise of this DEI stuff, they're taking over everything. Music, Hollywood, education, sports, all this stuff. And 
speaking of sports, you know, I know in a previous segment you were, you were talking football. If if you draft a quarterback, uh, the quarterback should complete passes and throw touchdowns and, and not turn the ball over. Uh, that's what they work on. Not, uh, you know, we're going to teach them what to believe and, and do this kind of stuff. And the same is true. If I go to the doctor or go get surgery, I want the surgeon to know what they're operating on, not what, what you know, uh, hey, we just told you what to believe in, in your previous training. Yeah, so it would be odd, right, if, if let's say, um, I don't know, pick a quarterback who's underperforming or injured. I, I don't know. Let's just say, and I hate to say it, but let's say Joe Flacco goes out and, and, and just, I don't know, it does the opposite of what he's done the past four games. And, uh, you know, Browns fans are like, well, we didn't make the playoffs. But then Kevin Stefanski comes out and says, oh, wait, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. You don't understand. We have a team support group. And uh, Joe Flacco is a rock star, man. He makes everybody on that team feel included, and and it's like, and he's like the king of the support group, man. And and you know he's going to keep starting even if we don't win because you know um, emotions. It's crazy, isn't it? Like it, it's nuts. <laughs> and like, yeah, if, if if Stefanski said, you know, guys, we have practice and we have film and we have meetings you know, these hours every day, but we spend this much amount of time on, yeah, you know, Joe Flacco leading this support group. Meanwhile, interceptions and turnovers and no points, and you know. So with the medical thing, though, the article you referenced, it's just like, how about we – same with the military, frankly. How about we just train the people to do what they're supposed to do and not all the stuff you just talked about? So in government, J.D. Vance has really been on a tirade, and I mean that in a positive way. He's been ripping the administration – because they want to issue government contracts based on whether or not a company has diversity, equity, and inclusion policies in place. We know that in our education structure, students are being taught more about their pronouns and trans movement and gay pride month. Uh, but every minute they devote there, they're not reading, writing, arithmetic. And by the way, we're 31st in the world in reading, 39th in math. And, you know, on down the line. But the interesting part is with the surgery, surgeons especially, this would require surgeons to lump patients into racial identity groups. So they're going to lump into groups, i.e. segregate. They're going to treat people differently, not based on what their condition is, the color of their skin. And they're teaching, like you said, surgeons what to believe instead of how to think about performing the procedure the right way. Adam, you've got a pulse on D.C. Do elected officials there in either party see this and go, man, this is a poison pill. We cannot swallow it anymore. I think they do, but the fact is it keeps happening. So until something's done about it, then I'll say, no, they don't, right? And and, and you wondered what you just said about categories and, and the the other stuff. It, it actually is scary. Say you had to go to the emergency room and, and you're wearing a, a Donald Trump T-shirt or a, a, a MAGA hat or pick your example. And the, you go into the, to the operating room and the surgeon sees you and is like, oh, I don't know. He, he's not on, you know, in my line of thinking, we got to we got to, you know, move this to the other room or, or delay it or whatever. That's what, almost what it feels like to me. Well, and, and, and that is discriminatory. And that is subjective. And to your point, they seem to have captured everything. In Ohio, we have House Bill 68, which would 
again, not allow minors to be prescribed puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, having body parts cut off as minors. Uh, it would also keep men out of women's sports and out of their changing spaces. And Governor DeWine's uh, on day nine of mulling it over. And I asked Bob Clegg when, when he was here, is he dumb or is he captured? It seems like they've captured everything, Adam. And I mean that. And the only person I hear saying a bit about it is um, Vivek Ramaswamy, who might be dropping out soon. I don't know. And he said, they'll do anything. They, meaning the, the people who are the elitists, the people who are captured, they'll do anything to keep Donald Trump out of the White House. Um, does that scare you a little bit? And how do you get out of that? Well, it's like I said last time, there's certain stuff that they're doing, whether it's deep state political donors or the deep state government or call it what you want, that are so embedded in, in, in doing certain things. And my biggest concern is how do you ever turn it off? How do you reverse it? Because some things the government does, sometimes you can. But other stuff like this, I don't know how you ever uh, you know, reverse it or, or, or change course. Uh, it, it's very concerning to me. So um... – I was going to play you a clip. I'm not going to play it because it takes a lot of time. Um, we now have people in the press who are going on national TV saying uh, there might be a, a black swan event in 2024. And then you go over to The Guardian and you see that they're already saying, oh, um, this is a powder keg. Something's about to explode. It's almost as if, Adam, they're all on the same page and they're going, something bad's going to happen. We're telling you it's going to happen. And then when it happens, we're going to tell you what to do about it, i.e., keep the elitists and the progressives in office. What do you think is going to happen in 24? Do you have a pulse on any of that? I do not, but I will tell you one of the things that, that, that I think will lead to that if, that, if what you said is true, is the situation at the border. Because the, the border right now is a – the lack of security at the border, I should say, the southern border, is a huge problem. Hey, Adam, and, we've got 15 seconds. Can you stick for the other segment? Because I want to talk about the border. I think it is the issue. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with you. Yep. All right. Adam Hewitt, uh, more with him next on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Final segment of the Thursday edition starts right now, joined by Adam Hewitt. And uh, we were just talking about a reporter being on Face the Nation saying – She's predicting a black swan event. And then David Smith, D.C. Bureau Chief for The Guardian, uh, wrote an article that talked about uh, 2024 is going to be a powder keg. And there may be a series of explosions throughout the year. It it feels to me as if America is sitting on a powder keg and the fuse has been lit, lit, said Larry Jacobs, the director of the Center for the Study of Politics and Government at the University of Minnesota. The protective shield that all democracies and social orders rely on. Legitimacy of the governing body, some level of elite responsibility, the willingness of citizens to view their neighbors in a civic way is in an advanced stage of decline and collapse. And then he goes on to to blame the Biden administration for their uh, irresponsible policies. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He said he goes on to say U.S. politics entered a new turbulent era with Trump's shocking victory over Hillary Clinton in 2016. And then and then it's just a litany of other things. Um so whatever happens, Adam, it's going to be orange man bad. You got to you got to keep the intelligentsia, the Biden clan. What's going to happen? You think it's going to be the border? Well, I think the the border is such an issue. It's such a problem 
that's going to be, you know, there's cause and effect with this stuff, right? So uh, I, I, I don't think anytime there's a problem in anything you're doing, obviously you first have to be aware, then you have to admit it. And to me it appears sometimes these folks won't even admit there's a problem at the border. And, and if you think about it, i got a good friend of mine. His name is Mark Murphy, uh, Butler County, Ohio. Uh, his daughter was 21, took a Xanax laced with fentanyl, and she died. So you think about, and, and so it's almost like until people are, are impacted directly by something like that, they won't admit there's a serious problem at the border. I saw reports the other day since October 1st, over 700,000 illegal folks have crossed the border. That is a problem. And frankly, why is it a political issue? Why can't people just admit here's the problem and then let's find a solution? It's crazy. Well, to me, it's always interesting. I believe <laughs> – so <clears throat> you're talking about a group of people who are the elites and they run on arrogance and they do things not because they're logical but because they feel right. Um, they make decisions not based on facts but because they said so. And they change. They want things changed and they want them changed because things are uncomfortable or you feel guilted or ashamed. They don't feel the guilt or shame. They point at you and they go, how dare you be such a racist? How dare you be such a white Christian nationalist that you don't want people to come here? But yet all of a sudden, these Democratic mayors and governors, when they get overrun with people that they can't house, that they can't support, and that they have no idea what to do with, all of a sudden, they want it to stop. I So – well. You know, yeah, and, and, and the thing of it is, though, you mentioned the, the, the elitist, and I always call them the D.C. elitist, and we always use the term out of touch, or they, they just don't understand, and they don't, because I live in western Ohio. My neighbor is a farmer. The other one is an HVAC technician. A buddy down the road's a plumber. How many D.C. elitists have ever come to Ohio and talked to people like that? What do you think about Donald Trump? What do you think about guns? What do you think about racism? They never have the conversation. They're a bunch of know-it-alls. Yeah, they do. They, well, Ronald Reagan said it once. They know they know so much that just isn't true. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this, and then uh, maybe take a, another minute here, and then I'll let you roll. Um, do you think – I had Bob Clegg in studio earlier. He said, look, these folks have cried wolf so much that even if there is some catastrophic event or series of catastrophic events – they're not going to buy it anymore. Are you that positive, optimistic, and hopeful? I mean, I, I just think, like I said earlier, you, you, we got to first be aware, and then you have to admit it, and then and then find a solution. So, I mean, I'm I'm a glass half full guy. I, I want to be optimistic, but there's some of these stuff, like I said, in the in the some of these things, and the, the borders. One of them, I just think it's so bad until it gets fixed. Uh, I think we have a real problem on our hands. All right, Adam Hewitt, um, thanks for uh, joining us today and unpacking it. Um, we're not going to solve it all in one episode, but uh, we're certainly going to have you back next week. And we'll talk more about the border. We're going to talk more about the elites because I think they're in both parties. And how do you solve the riddle? How do you get America turned back in over to the hands of the people you're talking about, the people who are disconnected from the elites in D.C.? Thanks for spending time with us today, brother. Have a blessed New Year. Yeah, thanks, Jack. Happy New Year. All right. Thank you for listening to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. 
And uh, we've got a caller on the line. It's it's Eva in Mansfield. Uh, Eva, what's on your mind today? Hi, Dad. So this is your beloved daughter, and I am going to tell you something on behalf of Taylor Swift and all of the Swifties. This is not her fault. All she has is a boyfriend, and she is trying to be supportive and go to the games, but people are blaming her for it when it's not actually her fault, and she's just trying to be nice. So you don't think that she's causing a distraction with her boyfriend or other players on the team with with her attention and the the focus on their relationship? She's gone? Okay, she hung up. <laughs> she, she said, I'm done. I told you how it is, and you're going to believe it or else. Okay, Swifty Nation, Eva Grace, just just weighed in on your behalf. Uh, Jeff Murtaugh, what do you think? What's going on with Chiefs Nation? I I think well, I actually I'm a Chiefs fan, so I I think the biggest problem is they don't have the talent to catch the football. You know, after Kelsey, they they don't have a, a true guy to to hold on to the football. So maybe they get Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft. I do whatever it takes if I'm if I'm in their uh, organization. Boy, that would be that that might be a, a combination that would be elite. I mean, you think about Montana and Rice. Uh, you think about uh, Peyton Manning and and Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison. <laughs> uh, that could be special. That would be super super cool. Um, do we have any other callers? We good? We're good. All right. Well, look. I want you to weigh in. Uh, do the Browns get it done tonight, and do the Bengals make the playoffs? Uh, well, I'd say common sense says yes, the Browns get it done. They've been playing really well. The one nervous, I, I, I am a little nervous because the Jets have a good defense. Yes. Uh, it, and you got two teams that turn the ball over a lot. The Jets turn it over a lot. They force a lot of turnovers. The Browns turn it over a lot. They force a lot of turnovers. So in a game like that, Anything can happen, but they should win the game. They're at home. the The fans are going to be riled up. There's going to be tons of tons of them there. Uh, and as far as the Bengals, I don't know. They got a steep hill to climb because they got to beat Kansas City, mm-hmm. and then at they got to beat City. Cleveland. Yep. And then they they still need some help. They still need some other people to lose. So uh, if they beat Kansas City, Cleveland will probably be resting people, so they should yep. beat Cleveland. Yep. But I don't know. I they 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 just need some help from some other teams. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting last couple of weeks. I'm uh, planning to attend the game in Cincinnati between the Browns and the Bungles, and uh, hopefully it's a meaningful game. Nonetheless, we we'll get to watch some NFL football. But I'm I, I donned a Browns jersey today for the first time, and I don't know since probably the fumble. Um, so let's let's hope that I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing anything that's uh, corrupting the environment and uh, breaking the luck of the Browns. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Be back tomorrow at 11. Talk to you then. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.